0: welcome to the boss level i am enigma i am your host and evil supervillain. i am also a 15 year video game industry veteran i am also a lifelong gamer i am also a game console collector and a part-time streamer hope you're having a great week so far happy monday to you gonna get your week started off right with the boss level a couple of things we're going to talk about today but uh first uh let's just go ahead and see how you're doing you know Hope you're doing all right. Hope everything's going okay for you. Hope you had a great weekend uh, here in uh, the suburbs of Chicago. It's been a little rainy the last week. A little depressing. Last week was a uh, was a little uh, a little long for me. Quite frankly, I realize it's still the five days that it usually is, but uh, when you have those days, you're just like, eh, eh. and I had a couple of those days uh, last week where I just kind of felt like the days were uh, crawling. They were not flying by. They were definitely crawling, and and I uh, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. So. Uh, we're going to have weeks like that, though, especially as we the weather changes. We're, we're about to head head from uh, the summer into the fall. I already see pumpkin spice stuff out everywhere. I already see that Spirit Halloween is in full full uh, force. So, you know, All the stores are taking down their swimsuits or clearing out their swimsuits, and they're starting to put up all kinds of sweaters and, and sweatpants and things like that. So uh, anytime you see a, a change in the weather like that, there's always a little bit of... Uh, depression involved I guess uh, I'm I'm one who prefers it to be a little warmer than a little colder so uh, and of course I, I know I've talked about this before on on uh, my streams and such but the Chicago winters are long and depressing guys I'm flat out telling you uh, we're gonna say goodbye to the sun here in about a month and we probably won't see it again until <laughs> as, as it is now until about uh, May is the way that it usually works uh, here in Chicago we, we tend to have Uh, winters tend to be uh, at at least six months long and then uh, you know spring lasts about a month summer is about two months you know and then you have a fall in there you know with another two months of fall three months for summer two months for fall about that but uh that's just how it goes It's just how it's been going here i did get to mow my backyard this uh this weekend which is nice it needed to happen it hadn't been mowed in about a month because of the uh uh, the trip, the trip to Italy, I mowed the weekend before we left, but uh, it hadn't been mowed since. So it's uh, its nice that we actually, got, I got to get out and get that done. Uh, the, the front needs to be mowed too, but uh, definitely that, uh, and, and it needs to be mowed again. I mowed it last weekend, but we've since we've had so much rain, uh, it definitely needs to be mowed again. So I'll have to, to take care of that uh, if I don't do it t- You know, this weekend, I'm recording this on a Saturday, by the way, Uh, then I'll have to do it, uh, you know, the the week after next, but we're getting down to the point where there's not going to be a lot more mowing to do be simply because uh, the the grass is going to stop growing. There won't be a lot of uh, growing until, until the spring. So uh, otherwise everything is going okay we're having uh you know it's like i said we're, we're starting to cool off a little bit not crazy you know uh, but everything is going is going fine so wherever you are and whatever you're doing i definitely hope you're doing well i hope everything's going fine for you i hope you're taking care of yourself your loved ones your pets your your, your if you have kids if you have brothers or sisters definitely hope that uh, you all are taking care of yourselves and everything's going okay for you so, we're going to talk about a couple of things today going on in the game industry, but before that, let's go ahead and get my good housekeeping stuff out of the way. As I said at the top of the show, I am indeed a part-time streamer, and uh, there's a bit of an update that we're doing here on the stream sort of thing. I did open up a kick account. Now, as this recording, I have not used it yet. Uh, I do plan on it, but I, I want to f- f- fool around with it a little bit to make sure I, I know what I'm doing because uh, I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to some tech stuff, and I, I definitely don't want to uh, s- you know start to do something that uh, and, and and screw th- something up. You know what I mean? I don't want to s- screw have a bad experience on on Kick when I uh, when I just get started. <laughs> But uh, I do stream on uh, Twitch right now. I have been streaming on Twitch, and you can find me on Twitch and Kick now, as well as uh, Twitter at Evil Enigma. That is my... uh my name, E-V-I-L-E-N-Y-G-M-A, Enigma, that's what I go by, uh, but Evil Enigma is my handle on Twitter, it's also on Twitch, it's also on Kick, now I do stream Friday nights, and I do stream Sunday mornings, Friday night, it's usually between 9 and 9.30 to midnight, 12.30, three hour block there, uh, Central Standard Time, and uh, Sunday morning it'll usually be about 9-ish to noon-ish, about that time as well, Central Standard Time, 9 in the morning till, till noon. Uh, usually when I stream, uh, I do update people on my Twitter account when there are changes and when things happen. When I went to Italy last, uh, last, uh, at the beginning of the month, I went ahead and made sure that I, uh let everybody know that i would be in italy and i would not be uh, able to stream so uh, that's i i do but i do keep people updated on twitter as to where i'm going to be and when i'm going to be there so so make sure you follow me on twitter plus my twitter is there too i, I try to make people smile make people laugh uh, I know this uh, past week or so, I've not been as active as I would like to be, just simply because I have been uh, I've been swamped. Quite frankly, I've been busy doing doing other things. Uh, I definitely am going uh, to try to get back into the swing of things and and start uh, posting more. I, I want to do that, and I will do that, but I just have to have to get the time to do it as as things change, and uh, at work I have to uh, adapt basically, and I'm doing my best to do that. Um, you know, some things better than others, quite frankly, but that's just how it is. But you can find me on Twitter at Evil Enigma. That's where you'll see me. I will post that I'm streaming when I'm streaming, and then you know, I can also during the times I'm not streaming, I'll do my best try to make you smile, try to make you laugh. That's what my goal is. So uh, definitely hope you will check me out on those uh, at those places on uh, Twitch and Twitter and uh, on Kick now. And uh, I will definitely let folks know where i'm going to be uh on kick when i'm going to be on kick my plan is to stream on twitch one night uh one day and then the other day stream on kick to see which one is better quite frankly lately it's been uh pretty crazy uh that i i've since i've gotten back from italy my streams have not gotten a lot of views so uh, i definitely want to uh i don't know if it's because i'm playing starfield that's what everybody's playing but truth of the matter is is that i would really like to uh You know, get my viewership back up. So hopefully, I can do that by branching out a little bit and maybe finding some more people on Kick. So we will, we will see about that. But uh, check out my Twitter account. You'll definitely see when I am streaming, where I'm streaming, and what I'm streaming. Okay. So hope you'll follow me on those platforms. I really do. That being said. I'm also a member of Team Dragonfire as well as a content creator for the Kindred Knights, which means we have our own line of hot sauces over at KindredNations.com. Pull out that uh, letter E at the end of Kindred. Put the number three in because apparently that's the way you guys spell things these days is with numbers instead of letters. Don't ask me. But we have a big line of hot sauces and such over there at KindredNations.com. Go check out all the uh, the wonderful hot sauces. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Team Dragonfire sauce. That's the Honey Garlic Fire. Uh, I found putting that on baked beans is actually quite good. I'm not a big baked beans fan, but putting that on there is quite good. The Night Sauce. I like the smoky flavor of that. It's a pretty good sauce. I heard they're doing. They're going to start doing taco sauces. So I'm kind of looking. I'm really looking forward to the taco sauces because. Uh, I love a good hot taco sauce. I do. And I, I make tacos all the time here at the house. And uh, while I do put Kindred Nation's hot sauce on my tacos from time to time, I would really uh, like to see their take on making a real taco sauce. So uh, I – I, because a you know, little sidebar here is that my uh, – I, uh, I grew up eating a specific kind of brand of taco sauce, and now you can't find it anymore. So I've been looking and searching for a new uh, taco sauce to love, and unfortunately, I've yet to find one. So uh, if Kindred Nations comes through with a great taco sauce, I definitely want to uh, make sure I get a bottle and use it on my Tacos, quite frankly, so like I said, I make tacos at least once every couple of weeks. So I do tacos are love, love tacos. So anyway, go over to kindrednations.com. Check out the line of hot sauces. If you find something that tickles your fancy, do me a favor and use my code Enigma. That's E N Y G M A. You'll get 10% off of your order, and I would greatly appreciate that, as it does give me a little bit uh, there on the back end to kind of help my streaming and to help me record more podcasts. It's not huge. <laughs> but it, every little bit helps and in uh, this day and time where you're looking for sponsorships and things like that the best thing you can do is just hey try and 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 get what you can as much as you can you know and see where you can go from there so remember Cody enigma E N Y G M A gma at checkout you'll get 10 percent off your order i would uh, greatly appreciate that okay so, thanks for listening, to my good housekeeping. I do really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, as I said, getting sponsorships is, is difficult, and uh, to be completely honest with you guys, uh, I would not, as I've said before, I would not promote a company or a hot sauce that I didn't personally, you know, product I didn't personally like. So, uh, I do like their their hot sauces over there, and they're good people. There's some very good people uh, that uh, that run that company, and and uh, I'm I'm beyond uh, blessed. Is probably the best word that uh, they have taken me in and and allow me to to be a part of their team and it does it, it means a lot so thank you so much for listening to that now we do have some gaming news to talk about and uh, this is interesting this is interesting gaming news there's two pieces of gaming news that are interesting and uh, one of them we've talked about before but we're going to go ahead and reprise it and that is about Marvel's Avengers. Now Marvel's Avengers is a game that came out under the Square Enix publishing banner and it was published it was developed by a company called Crystal Dynamics. Now Crystal Dynamics has in my opinion had a very good track record of making uh, fun games quite frankly i know that uh there's some old school tomb raider fans who think the tomb raider reboots are uh not as good as the originals and they're more than welcome to say that everyone's got their own opinion and you can't make something for everybody that everybody's gonna like that's something that i think is a, uh, a it doesn't exist you can never make an entire fan base happy you just cannot we all have Differences of opinion. We all have differences, uh, you know, different uh, itches to scratch, so to speak. We all have different things that we like and dislike about games. And uh, quite frankly, I, I don't think the Tomb Raider reboots are bad games. I think they're quite good. Now, the stories and things like that have gotten a little, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And plus, once we got to the third game, uh, what was it, The Curse of the Tomb Raider or well, Rise was the second one, Curse was curse the third one anyway it doesn't matter the third of the reboots by that point the tombs got to be so convoluted and complicated that i thought they were more monotonous than they were fun and uh it it just overall it just kind of felt like they were you had played three parts of the same game you played the original reboot then you played rise which was the sequel which is the best of them in my opinion and then you get to the third one and it's like okay this is all the same game it's just bam 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 now um they also did a game uh, they created Gex the game Gex they also uh, created the legacy of kane series quite frankly or they originally developed them I should say so they've got a great they've had a great track record so when they set when square enix announced they were doing an avengers game and it was going to be a role playing kind of game and they put crystal dynamics in charge of making it because they owned crystal dynamics at the time i was like hey this is this is great. I, I, I love this. This is a, a great idea. You got a great developer making a, a a game about a great IP. This this should really be good. And I was I was writing for a uh, web blog at the time when they first announced it, but it's not around anymore. But I, I was writing for it. I remember talking about it on their podcast and just saying, guys, do you not realize that Square Enix just said they're going to make a role playing game based off the Avengers? I'm looking really forward to that. And they had no idea that it had been announced that being said it was in development hell for years basically is that we knew it was coming but but we really didn't know how it was coming or when it was coming because it just seemed to go by and Square Enix is exceedingly famous for announcing they're working on something and uh, you know you don't see a scrap of, of uh, development on it, any sort of screenshots or anything like that for five years. you know it, it just completely disappears off of the off the radar like are they are they still working on this game and that that's a Square Enix trademark. They still do it to this day when they will announce uh, a Final Fantasy game or whatever. And then they say, oh, it'll be out. that's that was the joke about Final Fantasy 16 was it was surprising that it was coming out so fast when they announced it because Square Enix is very famous for saying, hey, we're working on a new Final Fantasy game and you'll get to play it eventually. <laughs> I mean, we all remember Final Fantasy 15 was a 10 year development cycle. They actually took a decade at least to get that game out. And it was shocking that they actually did it because we, we I, I thought that game would be canceled. Usually, when you get so far into d- development of a game and there's no uh, fruit on that tree, so to speak, you stop tending to the tree. You need to take, you need to, to use your your time and resources and capital to. Uh, You know, build up other trees. You know that that will bear fruit. So it was kind of shocking. But but we we knew Avengers was coming. And uh, but and let's do a little sidebar here, so I can tell you about how dedicated IPs work when it comes to uh, video game development. Okay. Uh, Now there's a big reason why a company like Warner Brothers, who owns DC Comics, makes all of or they publish basically all of their own uh, games. Because they don't have to pay themselves for IPs that they own. Okay, uh, Warner Brothers is going to release this Suicide Squad game coming out from Rockstar or I'm sorry Rocksteady uh, over the next twelve months or something like that. It was supposed to be out this year, but it's been delayed. Um, we it, they don't have to pay themselves because they own the rights to the Suicide Squad. But when it comes to de- other IPs such as let's just say Marvel or Star Wars or you know, even the DC stuff, Batman, you know, all that sort of stuff. If if you Ninja Turtles is another good one, if you decide that you are going to make a game based off of the Ninja Turtles, you go to the rights holders of the Ninja Turtles and you say, Hey, we here's what we want to make. We want to make a game based off of the of Ninja Turtles, and the people who are who own the Ninja Turtles, Nickelodeon, Viacom, will say, That's great. We love the idea. That'll be ten million dollars. And and, or whatever it is, It's, uh, it's all on the contract sort of side of things because the IP holders know the IP holder rights know or rights to the IPs know that if you make a game based off of Ninja Turtles, there's going to be a set fan base already in place for it, so they want their cut of what that's going to be. Otherwise, you're just making something with beat them up or whatever game you don't have the ninja turtles ip to help drive eyeballs and and uh, attention to it so that ninja turtles uh game that came out last year my game of the year last year the ninja turtles shredder's revenge they went in and and they had to negotiate how much money it was going to cost for them to to you <laughs> pardon me to use the ninja turtles to have the rights to to, to make that kind of game and it's a lot of the time it's, a, it's an upfront stipend. Sometimes it's a stipend and a percentage of sales. Sometimes it's just a percentage of sales. Now, for something like the Avengers, this is just my opinion. Again, I, I didn't read the contract, I didn't write the contract. It signed the contract. I have no idea. But I do know that uh, if you have an IP big enough and it's a big enough deal, chances are they're going to ask for that money up front that's probably what they did and they said that'll be great we we love the idea of square enix making a, a, and publishing a marvels avengers game we love this idea that'll be 10 million 50 million, whatever the 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 money was you know and it wasn't cheap okay i'm using millions and it was millions it wasn't like it's uh it'll be you know that'll be 10 bucks no that that's that's how it worked it is a it's a huge probably 5 it's, it's probably, golly, it's, it's, it's probably in the tens of millions of dollars, it would be my guess, you know, maybe even hundreds, I, I don't really know, but you had, you know, when they got the IP, the Avengers were the hottest thing at the time, because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of that, so chances are Marvel was asking for quite the pretty penny to make an Avengers game, and Square Enix said let's do it so I'm guessing that Marvel got paid up front so you can add that to development costs and here's the thing that a lot of people who are my age probably they, they know but they didn't know why and it just simply comes down to the fact that gaming uh, you know I tell about 10 years ago quite frankly the AAA gaming scene was huge. And it was also huge based off of dedicated IPs. If you were putting a science fiction or, or animated kids movie or an action film or something like that on the big screen, one of the marketing tools, one of the things out there that would happen is that they would have a video game that tied into that game. So every time Michael Bay would release a Transformers film, there was a Transformers game out to mirror what was going to happen in that game. And again, that's you know you get that stipend you have to pay for that it, it takes away from development and t- uh thing you know development uh, costs it, it it takes away from the, the the kitty that's that's made for development i should say so that's why a lot of games based off of movies were mediocre and why they weren't that great usually was because they had to pay so much money just to acquire the rights to make the ip so they just say okay well here's 50 bucks, go see what you can do, <laughs> make a good Transformers game. Well, with uh, with Marvel, I'm sure they got that money up front. I'm just positive of that. There might have also been a little tie-in on the back end where they got a percentage of sales just simply because of the kind of game it ended up being. Uh, You know, if they just made a standard adventure game with the Avengers in it, I think it would have gone down a lot easier. But uh, the online stuff that they did with the uh, microtransactions and stuff like that, that is a little more of a uh, bugaboo in the full fly in the ointment. And chances are Marvel, if they were signing away the rights to make an Avengers game, said, you know, if you guys are going to make money off these microtransactions, we want a little piece of that too. Uh, But truth of the matter is, is that uh, I'm positive they, they got a stipend up front and it was, it was not cheap. So already they had to, they, they just to get the rights to the Avengers. It cost them 50, hundred million dollars, whatever it was. The game itself is okay. Like if you take out all the microtransaction stuff and you take out all of the online stuff where they're trying to cash in on, on the online thing and, and, it's not a bad game, okay. Let's let's just be honest. It's not a bad game. It's a mediocre game. It's it's not uh, as good as it should be. There are underpinnings of what they were trying to do, I think, and what they wanted to do initially. And I, I honestly do believe that if uh, it wasn't for the microtransaction stuff and the and the uh, way that they kept making everything about the uh, driving you to, to to buy more costumes and buy this and buy that. I think you you could ha- you could see yourself having a great cooperative Avengers game where you you would uh, like Borderlands for instance where you sign on and get to choose your character and then go kick some butt and I think that's what they wanted to do initially but with the microtransactions and and things like that they drove away a lot of fans it ended up being a very mediocre title and and unfortunately it means it didn't sell particularly well now I have a copy of it right over there on the PlayStation 4 I bought it when it came out Came with a steel bookcase, the whole thing. I was really into that. So I love steel bookcase. So I have it. I have a copy. Now, uh, what's happening though with this? Is that it is being delisted at the end of this month, and I am recording this. You basically have a week as of, as of the day I'm recording this. At the time you listen to this, uh, it'll be the uh, the twenty what fifth, right? So you'll have six days, at, or I'm sorry, five days at that point to purchase the game. And it's like it's like four dollars, It's three or four dollars. And is it worth three or four dollars? Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's worth that. And according to uh, Square Enix and and Crystal uh, Crystal Dynamics, the game will still be playable after the game has uh, been delisted. Now, why is the game being delisted? You can there's all these different things about. Uh, you know, oh, it didn't sell well, it's selling like crap, it's too expensive to keep up. Yeah, there might be some in that in there, but I can tell you exactly what's happening is is that the contract's expiring. That's what's happening. At the end of this month, the contract for that game with uh, Marvel and Disney is going to be up, and that means that they cannot legally sell that game anymore because they are going to, you know, knowing Marvel, they're going to find someone else to make new Avengers games. And uh, not that they signed over the exclusive rights to to a, a make a Avengers game. I don't believe they did that. But the thing is, is that they don't want there to be any confusion on the whole uh, front if you walk into the store or your grandmother. Let's just say your mom or your grandma walks into a store at Christmas time and says, my little... Little Johnny wants wants the Avengers game, and then they're going to go. Which one does he want? Does he want this one or does he want that one? And it's going to cause a lot of confusion as to which one is the one that that little Johnny actually wants. Uh, so they're they're the contract is 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 leaving is uh, is probably up. So they're they're going to delist the game, and they can't sell it legally anymore. Uh, they do say they're going to leave the servers up, which means you'll be able to still play the game after the game is uh, delisted. Uh, they'll, they will still have their events, they said, their, their reoccurring events. You will still be able to download and uh, play the... The expansions, the, the Wakanda one, the Hawkeye one, that, that those will still be there. You'll still be able to to play those, and they will still cycle things in and out of the store. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, there will not be any more development on the game. They're not going to do a uh, Doctor Strange expansion. They're not going to do a, you know a Miss Marvel expansion. Not Miss Marvel. That's Kamala Khan. But uh, they're not going to uh, they're not going to have any more expansions or story expansions or anything like that unless they sign a new contract. And given how the game sold, chances are it's not going to happen. It's always possible, you know. You never say never, but uh, the game didn't sell well, didn't perform well. So chances are, we this will be the end of the Avengers uh, stuff. We we won't probably won't see many more. Uh, uh, what do you call those patches? There won't be a lot of more performance patches or something like that. I think it's going to be the kind of thing that they're going to put in the rearview mirror and just say, uh, you know, well, geez that that's uh we know not to do that again and and basically uh you know Square Enix is under a lot of uh scrutiny right now because supposedly they've lost a lot of money you know uh since the launch of Final Fantasy 16 and the media has been reporting that it's the fault of Final Fantasy 16 and it's not Final Fantasy 16 sold really well uh but the truth is the reason why Square Enix lost so much money over the last couple of years has everything to do with other games, uh, for spoken that came out earlier this year, uh, sold horribly. Like, I mean, it just, just, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know wh- how they decided to market that game or not market that game is probably a better way to put it. But that game sold terribly. Uh, the Avengers they're still feeling the effects of the Avengers guys, and they lost money on Guardians of the Galaxy as well, which sucks because Guardians of the Galaxy is a great game. It is a great game, and uh, if you have not played it, do yourself a favor, go pick that up and, and uh, stick that in your PlayStation or Xbox or, and uh, play that because it's it's a fantastic game. I I love. Guardians of the Galaxy, but Square Enix lost lost some money. They lost some money based off of other games, you know, other games that have come out. It's not the fault of Final Fantasy sixteen. It's the fault of other decisions that they have made. But uh, you can download it and play it right now. Uh, like I said, it's like four bu- four bucks. It's uh, you know, you could do a lot worse with four dollars, quite frankly, and. Uh, it's going to come down to why did the game fail and and what happened and you're you're going to hear a lot of people say a lot of different things about why the game failed and you're and and believe me they're out there you know the you can go on YouTube right now and type in why did avengers fail you know, on playstation or xbox you know, video game why did the avengers video game fail and you're going to find a whole lot of of uh, youtubers and and uh, uh, offering their opinion as to why it is and is there some truth to some of those rumors yeah probably you know uh kamala khan miss marvel was a relatively unknown character that at, during that time period uh the, the the comic book fans who do know who she is were not fond of her are not fond of her so there probably is some truth to uh, to that, but overall, I think it just comes down to the fact that they completely swung and missed when it came to the gameplay. It, it's a packaged product. You go to the store and you buy the the the, uh, the game, and then you take it home, and it's a free to play sort of game. is is what it is. It's you're you are paying to download an app basically, and uh, it's it's very similar. If, if you didn't have to pay anything for it. They got to make their money somehow. It's it's they, they do. You they, they have to recoup some of that cash. So anytime you download a game off of uh, you know the Google Play Store or the or the you know the App Store on, on iOS, and you don't pay anything for that game, and you go, Josh, look at all these the, the stuff they want you to pay. Well, yeah, they they want you to pay because they they developed the game. They want to make money. That's why they did it. So that part I get. Uh, they needed to make you know money, but you can't do it. On something you pay for you can't you can't put free-to-play mechanics into a game that you pay for i just every time that they do it every time that they that they company has tried this looking at you star wars battlefront the games have not performed that well they just have not so uh overall you know there's there's a million and one reasons as to why the game failed number one reason is going to be because they put free free-to-play mechanics in a paid packaged product, and that fails every time, and that's the that's the reason why. So, if you want it, go pick it up. Like I said, you could do a lot worse with four dollars. Quite frankly, uh, you're not. It's not going to set the world on fire. It's not going to be you know the your your new favorite game. I could tell you that, but you know you might get some fun you know a couple weekends out of it or something, have a good time. It is a co-op game, so you'll be able to play it with your friends who have it as well. And, and again, it's like I said, you do you. You could do a lot worse. It's it's not horrible, so it's there. You have uh, at the time of recording, basically we have a week, and uh, at the you know the time that this is going to go up, you have five days. So. If you want it, go pick it up. Otherwise, if you uh, look for it on October 1st in the, your, your app stores and all that on your stores, on your PlayStation, everything, you're not going to find it. And uh, it probably won't be long until they cycle it off of the store shelves as well. They'll probably clearance it out at, at your Targets and your Walmarts and places like that. Uh, your second hand, you'll still be able to pick it up, I'm sure. That's, you know, the physical copies. I'm not saying that, that that's not going to happen. I'm sure it will. But uh, overall, uh, you will not be able to, to buy it digitally anymore. And it will they will no longer press copies of it. And, and once again, I'm positive it's because they're, the contract is running out. And they're not renewing it because of how poorly the game is done. So, that's the story number one that I wanted to talk about. Talking about the Avengers game again and how IPs work. And, and I do that because I think a lot of people... I don't think folks quite understand exactly kind of how it is to have a dedicated IP, yeah, how it is to have something that people want and and is it fair is is this is it fair for marvel to ask for all this money for the rights just to make a game with the avengers on the answer is yes it is because without that avengers if they if if square enix would have released a simple superhero game with no avengers in it okay no marvel no dc comics just we're gonna make up superhero team and it's not captain america it's going to be captain kumquat and and it's not going to be black widow it's going to be uh you know ninja babe or or whatever would it have sold well Eh, maybe but you put the marvel name on there you put avengers on there and it immediately gets people's attention oh there's a marvel game oh there's an avengers game coming out so Yes, the dedicated IP stipend is warranted. It is needed because that is how you get eyeballs to pay attention is by going, "Hey, I love the Avengers." What there's an Avengers game out. I need to go see what this is. I want to check it out. I want to buy it. I want to play it. I want to see what this is. I love Captain America. I want to see Captain America kick butt. You know that kind of thing, that is uh, very very uh, important. And it's a and you quite honestly, Marvel should make money for that. They should be compensated for that. That's just how it is with IPs, but uh, I just don't think a lot of people understand that. That uh, it costs money to to acquire the rights to these IPs, and the reason why that they do it is because they're trying to draw attention to it. So, that all being said, uh, we got that out of the way. I wanted to talk about one other thing, and it's something where I guess I'm wrong. I guess I was I was wrong uh, in a way. Uh, personally, we I still believe that we're not done i I think that there's going to be a bit that we're 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 not seeing the whole picture but uh we will see how this goes and it involves bethesda and it involves starfield and elder scrolls 6 basically what has has happened is we have seen uh we've seen cope quite frankly is that uh, we have people who on the playstation side of matters getting upset they can't play starfield Uh, guys, sorry, hate to tell you, but that's how business works. (laughs) It's how it works to have, to own development houses. And, and I've gone into great detail on podcasts in the past about Sony purchasing and acquiring the rights to certain studios as well. And what's, what's happening and, uh, what, what's going on with Microsoft has been purchasing, you know, houses that have big names attached to them as well, big IPs. And uh, it's now been revealed that Bethesda is not going to make Starfield or Elder Scrolls 6 for the PlayStation platform. It's not. And uh, there's a couple reasons that I think this is a good good thing. First of all, it's going to help boost Microsoft sales. You know, uh, I have friends who swear up and down that I'm some sort of Sony fanboy, and the truth of the matter is, is I'm not. I do support uh, the PlayStation this generation, I supported the PlayStation last generation. I, you know, thought they were uh, great consoles, and I still think they're great consoles, and and they deserved uh, my my money. They deserved my my support. And if next generation Microsoft releases a better product and has a better presentation and, and has a, a better way of doing things, then I would I would uh, support them over over the PlayStation. I supported the Xbox 360 primarily when it came out. So. Uh, For me, it just comes down to do I like the platform and do I like what they're doing and and all that. But the truth is is that I will end up getting both platforms because there's always that thing about wanting to play the exclusive games. You know, Sony's got God of War. Sony has Ratchet and Clank. Sony's got the Spider-Man game. Uh, that's coming out the new Spider-Man. They they have their own games that are are exclusive that would, you know Microsoft fans would love to play. But the truth is is that they're exclusive to the Sony platform. So Microsoft needs dedicated uh, uh exclusive games for their consoles as well. And it used to be they were getting by on Halo. That was that was their thing. Is they would release a Halo game every couple of years and and they would turn it into an events and uh, it did really well for them. But we are now at a point where Halo is it's still a big deal, but it's not anywhere nearly as big of a deal as it used to be. Probably because the shooting genre is now uh, very uh, convoluted. There's a lot of shooters out there, and there's a, it's it's uh, divided up the fan base. People who would have played Halo are now with uh, Call of Duty, or they play uh, Apex, or or Fortnite, or or whatever. There's just so many shooting games out there that you can you can uh, you can play. And uh, they it, the, the audience has been diluted a little bit. And and if you're gonna release a halo game, it's gonna to be the diehard fans that are there first. And then uh, you'll see some other folks come in later. When you know, hey, I used to play back in the day before I got involved with Call of Duty. I'll I'll pick it up when it's on sale and see if I like it. That's where Halo is right now. It used to be Halo was a flagpole event, a tentpole. It was it was a big event when I when I worked in uh, gaming retail at the Evil Empire. Anytime Halo was going to put out a game, we made sure we were loaded for bear because it was going to be a big deal. It was going to be a a big Couple of days, at least for for uh, for us sales wise, because Halo was that big of a deal. Nowadays, probably still does really well. Not nearly as well as they used to do. It's just not as big of a deal. I don't hear a lot about launch parties or anything like that. It's it, it just it's fine. It's just a, another game. So Microsoft has been struggling for a while to find games to keep up with Sony. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is that Sony has had much better development houses that they've owned so you've you've had you know uh uh own dotty dog and you've got sucker punch and so you and they're and they're creating new things they were creating new things that's where we we got ghost of tsushima for instance that game came from sucker punch owned by sony there was nothing like it at the time it was it was completely original with the way that uh the the gameplay was an open world samurai game are you kidding me that, and it was it's beautiful. It's a fantastic game. I love Ghost of Tsushima, but that kind of game was not coming to uh, the, the Microsoft platform because it was made by a company that uh, owned, was owned by PlayStation, by, owned by Sony. So Microsoft has needed some, some new tentpoles uh, to come in. And one of the things they've been doing is purchasing a lot of IPs. I've said it before. I will say it again. Uh, I believe Sony has purchased a lot of talent because they want to see what new games they can make and I think Microsoft at least at this point has been purchasing purchasing a lot of property. They've been purchasing IPs. So they get they have the rights to Elder Scrolls and Doom and uh, you know the Activision deal is going down now so Call of Duty and these and these other games. They've been purchasing property so only been purchasing talent. That being said, that doesn't mean there's not talented people working at Bethesda. And Starfield, as I've been playing it on my stream and off my stream a little bit uh, although I don't remember how much how far I got last night, I was drinking and oh boy, boy Friday nights are bourbon nights, guys. Uh, I do know that I like the game. I, I think uh, is it perfect? No, uh, the there's a lot of little technical things that I wish they would have improved upon, like the selecting of quests on the, the quest selection screen. For it's very odd the way that that works and things like that. Uh, it, it's Bethesda, so there's always bugs as well. There's a lot of bugs. But because they only made it for PC and Xbox, we don't see near the uh, performance issues we saw with Skyrim. Because they would put that out on all platforms, uh, not making it having to make it for PlayStation means that they can focus on getting it right on Xbox and PC. So that being said, I am uh, I like the game. I think it's great, and I made a comment here. Uh, couple podcasts ago, probably a couple podcasts before that as well, that I thought that if Starfield did not sell well, we would see it on PlayStation in a year. Uh, I still think that could happen. I'm by no means saying it's going to happen. In fact, it's probably not going to happen because it sold pretty well. So uh, I'm not going to go out and start, you know, beating that drum about them releasing it on PlayStation. Personally, I've I don't care. I own an Xbox. so I'm playing on Xbox. But uh, truth is, is that uh, I I did say that it wouldn't surprise me that if the game did not sell well, if it did not move Xboxes, then you would st- maybe a year, maybe two years, we would see it on PlayStation. It's still possible. It is still entirely possible that they that they uh, are doing that. Uh, that they could do that, and uh, it could they could do it with Elder Scrolls Six as well. But according to internal stuff we we heard from Microsoft is is that Bethesda is 100% Team Green, and they are not uh, moving off of that. They're not moving into any other uh, uh, games, so or, or platforms, I should say. So right now, as of the, you know this time, they're not putting Starfield out on on the PlayStation, and they have no plans to. And Elder Scrolls Six will be the same way. And personally good for Microsoft. It, it, it is. It sucks for uh, for PlayStation owners. And, and personally, I think it sucks for gamers overall because I don't like the idea of limiting big games like that to only one platform. But the truth is, it's as far as business-wise goes, it makes sense for them to keep it on the Xbox. That's, it gives you a reason to purchase an Xbox. That's the whole point of doing it is they want you to buy an xbox now they want you to buy the cheap one so they can actually say that the digital is outperforming physical which probably at this point is probably 50 50 but the truth is is that that is what they have uh, that's what their goal is is to get an xbox into your house or to have you pick up a gaming pc and play it on windows that is their whole reason for doing all this and and it's no different than sony going out and purchasing Uh, a a development house and having them make games exclusively for their, uh, for, for their uh, PlayStation consoles, exact same thing. You know, God of war is a reason for you to purchase a PlayStation five or PlayStation four. It is not a, uh, something you can purchase on the Xbox, and it, unless they really start to, to, uh, get cozy with each other, we're never going to see it. So uh, that, that's, that's where we are with it. And, and I, I, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not saying it's, you know, that, it, oh, well, I guess I was wrong. It could still happen, but uh, it doesn't, it's looking less and less likely because Starfield has apparently sold pretty well for Microsoft. And, uh, you know, again, it's, it just comes down to putting Xboxes in houses. That's what they're trying to do. That's their whole, their whole job. So uh, that that's what I want to talk about today. Uh definitely hope that uh, you enjoyed it. I know that uh, sometimes I get a little long-winded, and I kind of go off into left field on a couple of things. But overall, I, I just uh, I really want to uh, let everybody know how I think and and in my methodology, in my mind, I, I this is this is how I feel about it, and that's what I do. That's what I do. I just every week I try to do it. Now, as of this week, I have no. Plans to deviate from my usual streaming schedule. So Friday night and Sunday morning, I plan on being online and uh, playing. I'm playing Starfield right now, but we'll see. Uh, These games that are really long and story-based, sometimes the dialogue gets in the way of me being able to enter, be entertaining, and have fun. So I, uh, and not that I'm not having fun, I'm always having fun. But you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens and. We'll we'll do some other stuff, you know, talk about other stuff. But uh, from here, uh, I do plan on being on Friday night and Sunday morning. As far as uh, which platform I'm going to be on, at what point am I going to be on Kick or be on Twitch? Watch my Twitter account. We'll uh, definitely look into that and see what uh, which one I'm going to be on. I still want to play with Kick a little bit and see if I can get you know, get my stuff right, I don't want to give a bad experience right out of the shoot, even though I probably will, because it's, it's me, (laughs) but overall, uh, I, I do want to make sure I get it right before we start doing, going on there, but I do, it is my plan to split between Twitch and, uh, kick at some point, so we can, I can go on both platforms, so, we will see how that goes. But it is my plan right now to be on this weekend and play uh, play some games for you guys. In the meantime, of course, you can also find me on Twitter at Evil Enigma. Make sure you can't follow me there. And if you want to talk to me about the podcast or games you'd like to see me play or topics you want to see me cover, please reach out to me uh, on Twitter. I am uh, pride myself, quite frankly, on being pretty easy to... Uh, get along with and talk to you know I, I, I really do and and I am the type of person who believes that uh, no I don't have to agree or or like that it, your your decisions you know your life choices and how you live your life but just because I don't like it doesn't mean I, I won't support your right to live that way so uh, absolutely easy to talk to e- absolutely accepting and and if you want to ask me questions about the podcast or make suggestions of the topics you want to hear me cover I'll be more than happy to uh, to entertain them and talk to you as long as I got a, b- a background w- within it. I will uh, be more than happy to uh, to explore that with with uh, with you and 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 see what comes up. As of uh, next week, though, the podcast we're going to start doing more review stuff and retro stuff because game news is going to start slowing down a little bit. I think, but we'll see. Uh, I do know that uh, with all the new games coming out, I do want to cover some of that stuff with uh, with game reviews and things like that. But at the same time, there's some stories I'd love to tell as well. I would love to talk about Night Trap. I might do that next weekend. I, I really, on the podcast, I really want to do an episode based off of Night Trap because that's a very important game. It's a crappy game, but it's a very important game. So, uh, we'll, we'll see when, when I can get that talk, you know, talk about that. Um, next month, though, in October, I will be out for one weekend as I plan on going to TwitchCon. I actually have plane tickets. I bought a TwitchCon ticket. I will be in Las Vegas for TwitchCon. Uh, I'm going to go for at least one day. I have not decided how that's going to work. Uh, I might go there and find out that I am completely out of my gourd and leave after an hour, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I hope to, uh, to meet people there. I hope to talk to people there and, and hopefully kind of, uh, get my brand, get people out there with my brand, but we'll see what, what happens and how that goes. But, uh, I will uh, keep you guys updated on Twitter where I'm going to be at what, you know, I will, I will be out this weekend. I won't be on because I'm going to be at TwitchCon. You know, I'll let people know that I'll be at TwitchCon and you guys won't have to worry about me that weekend, but we will see how things go. And when we, uh, when we, Get all it taken care of so follow me on twitter at evil enigma don't forget that's also my twitch it's also my kick is at evil enigma or evil enigma so give me a follow on those platforms would appreciate that don't forget to send me messages you want to send me messages you can talk to me on twitter as i said i'm very approachable uh very friendly you know and so please please uh i would love to, to hear from you guys and get more interaction so i'll talk to you guys over the week check out my twitter and i will talk to you soon thank you